FM. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 through 4 p.m. Looking to invest in the future of your community? MediaRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Classroom Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.MediaRadio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at MutinyRadio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles, each batch. My heart's beating. All right. You guys are listening to the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, today in the fills, we're going to play something called Spin a Face. I don't know what the fuck these people give me this music for, but local bands drop their stuff by and play them in the fills here for Joke Workshop. Uh, exciting today. It's a room full of dick. We're going to get right to it. There ain't, a, there ain't a vagina in the room. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. They just uh, We must have murdered them all today. Uh, even I sound like a guy because uh, I've been officially sick <laughs> since November 2nd. I caught a cold and I can't get rid of it. I think I have pneumonia. All right. And who doesn't have pneumonia? Our first comedian. Uh, he runs a great, great room over there at Eagle every Wednesday. It's one of my favorite places to go. Bartender Steve is just such a kind individual. And so is this host and lovely comedian. Hey, everybody, clap wildly. It's Colin Holtz. All right. Okay. So, 
I don't know how to make this not a bummer yet. We'll figure it out. My girlfriend just broke up with me. Oh, no. Yeah, it's all right. I, I'm actually, I'm okay with it. I'm all right. Uh, she cried a lot, though, and that made me real sad. I was like, oh, no. It's not good. But uh, <clears throat> she broke up with me, and um, it's probably a good thing uh, because I was walking down the street, and if you believe in this kind of thing, an unsolicited palm reader grabbed my hand, read my fortune, told me the love of my life would die in my arms. So, so I was like, man, she really dodged a bullet. It's like, my love could kill her. <laughs> it, but, but also, now I never want to know who the love of my life is. That would be one hell of a way to find out. Like you're just going out with somebody and you're like, this is pretty good. And then all of a sudden they're dead and you're holding them. And you're like, oh shit. I guess this was the one and I had no idea this whole time. And I just found out that would suck. That would be the worst way to find out. It's hard. It, it, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be not having, because uh, we were going out for like two years. It's my first girlfriend, first breakup. Not as not as hard as I thought it was going to be. The hardest part about uh, not being together now is like she loved fat animals, and and so whenever I see a fat animal, I want to take a picture and send it to her, but I can't. So I'm just resenting fat animals now. I just look at the fat animal. And I'm like, you know, you're like that because the person you're with doesn't love you enough, right? Like the owner's got to be like, hold on. Uh, he's talking about himself. He's not talking about you, little buddy. I had a friend, his family, they had a huge dog. It was like the fattest dog I'd ever seen. And one day, the dog just started smelling terrible. And they took the dog to the vet. Diagnosis, the dog was so fat, it couldn't lick its own butt anymore. <laughs> And these people loved that dog. I know they loved that dog because they put it on a diet and then they wiped its ass for him the whole time. That's love. One day, I guess that's a test. I'll find somebody. I'll just get so fat I can't wipe my own ass. I'll wipe your ass. <laughs> there we go, Zacha Wiseman. <laughs> Let's get married. All right. We can live in your closet under the stairs together. <laughs> uh, we already live together. We're roommates. That's weird. All right. Oh. Well, I guess that's all I wanted to say. So, cool. I thought that was funny. I don't think it's sad. I mean, it's sad, but it's not. It's it's still funny. Uh, comments from the Phoenix Gallery. Colin holds set here. We start with Calvin Albright. His, yesterday in wearing a nutcracker uh, sweater. Today wearing a Santa hat. Someone likes Christmas. Very festive. <laughs> yeah. Love Christmas. Uh, I mean, I was just saying for the, the palm reader joke, you could just be like, I decide the love of my life is... Uh, if you want to keep it relevant, ISIS, something dumb like that, <laughs> or Bill Cosby, and now he's going like to die that. in my arms or something. Yeah. 
throw somebody under the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also go in the direction of like. Get a little microphone. You could also go in the direction of like them dying in your arms just being like an inconvenience to you because you have to deal with their body. Like you're just right there. Like can't they die somewhere else? Um, so you're like, all right, this is great. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I like this girl a lot. And she <laughs> dies in your arms. And then you're like, oh, that was the love of my life. And you're like, oh, that was it. That was the one. The, uh, I'm done, I think. I don't want to do. <laughs> I decided Phil Collins was the love of my life because I'd really be cool if he died in my arms tonight. <laughs> All right. Hey, I think you could delve a little deeper into that dog not being able to take care of its own asshole. <laughs> Get so deep. All right. Well, yeah, and you know what? Talk, I, I mean, I don't know why, but people love it when you talk about your butthole on stage. I don't they know do. why, but they love it. So, you the chocolate starfish. People always like to talk about buttholes. And so, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with you really getting into it there. <laughs> he had worms. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Worms coming out of a dog's butthole, Ooh. little pieces of rice. I've never seen worms come out of a dog's butthole, but I have seen them come out of a cat's butthole, and it did make me vomit. Either way, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> Either one. It's, ter- it's absolutely any, terrifying. Any worms coming out of any butthole. Yeah. It's terrifying. 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 Uh, you know who isn't terrifying? Colin Holtz. Guys, put your hands together. Yay! All right, so I guess it's a dance party here on the Joke Workshop tonight. I guess that's what Spin-A-Face is. Should have known with a name like Spin-A-Face. Uh, so you guys will listen to Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Pam Benjamin, your host. And your next comedian is another comedian who has a penis. Uh, put your hands together, buddy. It's John Alcabez. <laughs> Um, it's Lil right now. Um, so I just turned 21, finally, so now I'm, it's, I'm done sneaking around, because it was such a pain in the ass, like I would have to have these fake IDs, and they would like sometimes work, but not, usually not. One time I like gave it to the bouncer, and he looked at it, and he was like, this isn't you, man, this is an old Chinese lady. I was like, no, no, that's me. It's like, really? You're Nate, you're Fuang Li? And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how a Westerner would pronounce it, sure. He was like, you're 83? I'm like, yeah. He's like, your skin's so soft. And I was like, stop it. He's like, no, seriously. I've never seen skin that soft. And I was like, you are too much. So now we're like dating and he still thinks I'm an old Chinese lady and my parents want to meet it. It's just a mess, you know? Um, I want, I wish the Koch brothers would stop buying, buying elections and fucking up our democracy. One, because it's wrong, but two, because they could just do cooler shit with all of their money. Like, they could start a rock band, and like, like, they could buy Fenders today and be headlining an arena tomorrow. You can do that kind of shit when you have unlimited resources. They're already called the Koch brothers. That sounds like a band name. Are their fans would be cokeheads, and that would have to be us because the the part, the thing about this plan is that we all have to be on board with it. We all have to like go and show our support and tell them that they're great. Because then I know it's not ideal. I know it's not what we want, but we want them out of politics. Like I know we don't want to go spend fifty bucks to watch Charles Koch fuck up smoke on the water at the Oracle Arena. But can you just imagine if they were out of politics? Ted Cruz shows up on their door like, "Can I have some more money?" They'd be like, fuck you, my money's for whammy bars. Um, And Ted Cruz has no idea what a whammy bar is, so that'd be tough for him. 
I don't understand the logic of the Westboro Baptist Church because let's say they're right. Let's say they're right. They're the only ones who go to heaven. They get there. There's no gays, no Jews, no soldiers. They would fucking hate it. With nobody to protest, they would go crazy. Because all they have on earth is telling bad people that they're bad. With none of that, they would like they would get so bored. They would go to God's office and be like, "Listen, let some gay people in just so that we just a couple so we can have fun." And then he would, and they'd be like, "Ah, oh, what the fuck? God's a fag enabler. Kill God. God hates God." They would, or they would like go on a field trip to hell, like just to see all the all the baddies like get there and be like, "Ha you guys are in hell." And then all the hell people would be like, "Yeah, but you're here too, fucker." And they'd get all embarrassed. It'd be like when you see someone you know on Tinder and you're embarrassed, but like they're also on Tinder, but like the hell version of that kind of kind of thing. Um I wish more people adopted instead of um conceiving because I think it's that'd be cool, but I get it cuz adoption, you have to do all this like bureaucratic shit and like paperwork and appointments. To conceive, you just have to do the thing that we're constantly thinking about at, at all times. You just have to have sex. Like, and conception sex sounds like the most beautiful, psychedelic thing. Like, it's just this blissful... Would you rather be up all night having, like, blissful, like, lovemaking with your person you're going to start a family with or up all night, like, hunched over a laptop? Like, babe, what's our routing number? No, no that's our account. No, what's our routing number? Um... I'll just end with one about Snoop Dogg. Um, so Snoop Dogg, I like him. I like his his lyrics and his no. Well, I like I like his music, but he his lyrics can be like like he'll say things like I don't love no ho, I'll never love no ho, and like sexism aside, I just want to know like who hurt you, Snoop? Who who broke your little doggy heart? Is this is this what all the weeds about? Because that's it's too much weed. I'm, it doesn't sound cool, but I'll will be the one to say it. He smokes too much weed. He's clearly running from something. He just he needs a friend. I feel like we've all spent so much time listening to his music, but when's the last time someone really listened to him? You know. All right, that's all for me. Thanks. John Alcaviz, I know you're only 21, but you can never smoke too much weed. That's impossible. Uh, hey guys, comments for John. Oh man. Um... The only thing, uh, when you're talking about the, uh, all you have to do to have a kid and all that, mm-hmm. you can just shorten that maybe just to make a, I mean, a little crass or just got a quick joke. Which is, but all you have to do is just leave it in. You know, or just something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Something a little crass yeah. but not an awful because it doesn't seem to be your forte or whatever. But, uh, yeah, just find a little, like a little pep in that, in that, in that otherwise good stuff. You re- seem a little rushed or maybe nervous or whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, take your time with it. Be comfortable. Otherwise, good shit. Yeah, all your premises are good. Uh, also, on the adoption joke, you'd also say, uh, put my money where my mouth is, now I got adopted. And something there. <laughs> or uh, also with the Westboro, was it Westboro Baptist? No, they're not. Westboro? Westboro, okay. Those West Bras. <laughs> Westboro. Uh, you could just say, you know what they need is a new prerogative. Like, hate the gays, love water slides. That's funny. I don't get it. <laughs> so when they get to heaven, it's not just no gays, it's water slides oh, too. Oh, water slides are fun. <laughs> gays like water slides though. Don't they? Everybody, Everybody likes water slides. If it's specific. Gay people specifically <laughs> love water slides. <laughs> it's just, they do not good uh, any any more comments for John Ogbe? Oh, Joey Avery's coming up. Awesome, Joe. 
Yeah, there were just two things I noticed in that joke that I thought were really good. That uh, the the Westboro Baptist Church joke. Uh, I thought they were kind of like sidelines, but I thought maybe like emphasizing a little more. Like when you got to the point of like God hates God. It's kind of an interesting point because they're always hating people who enable the thing that they hate, which was ultimately created by God. So I like the God hates God, and I think that the the Tinder part, you just you kind of like just like threw it out there. But I feel like you know, it, would you say that's like the punchline of the joke? Um, it's kind of not really, but it's, it's kind like of one of them. End it. But yeah, uh, yeah, I could see making that stronger. Yeah, I like that. So that's all I got. Thank you. Awesome, John Alcabez, yeah. You know, it does bring up a philosophical point that if God made gay people, why would the Christian people hate the gay people? I mean, if God made everything, and everything God made is perfect, therefore, God made fags too, so why would he hate them? Right, well, and that, that's the same thing now, and that's the, that's the other crux to it. If God doesn't exist, then all of that is just everyone being assholes because they don't like people putting their penises in other people's assholes, except that straight men want to put their penises in women's assholes, but that's not gay. The whole thing is very confusing to me because if sodomy is the problem, then most straight guys are doing that too. I don't know. It's all just too confusing for me on a Monday. Uh, maybe your next comedian can figure it out for us. Um, no one hates him. Go see his show tomorrow night, the 15th, at the Parkside. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Ex- he's really booked an amazing show. Uh, I have no idea what that one, how that one comic's going to fare with the other really great comics like, like um, Natasha Muse and Kasim Bentley and hosted by Mean Dave, which is a, a really smart point on your part, uh, even though I think you would be a great host too. But put your hands together, guys, right now. It's Tommy McGuire. How are you guys? But it's happening. <laughs> Dear Diary. I fucked up. Again. Chapter 372, part four. I really thought this would be a good idea. I really did. I thought I had it. I thought I had a great idea. I put together this show, put myself on it, and it'd be just killer. Right? Well. Fucking it. When are you going to start following through on the good ideas, Tommy? Why do you have to follow through on only the bad ones? It's just not working out for you, man. Like those good ideas, I don't have any. That's why. Cool. And Finn. Thanks, guys. Yeah, sitting through that. Just trying to work it out for tomorrow. Oh, can you guys believe this Trump fella? Can you? What the? What has got into this guy? You can't. I, I can believe him. I, I can believe him. I'm from America. I'm an American. I know Americans. I know heterosexual white Americans. I can totally believe this Trump dude. Like, I don't know if you guys are just all have been in this California bubble too long, but he makes perfect fucking sense, man. Uh, I mean, he's basically a Kardashian. He is listened to for no fucking reason. Uh, and just says whatever he is going to keep you tuned in, you know? I can believe it. I don't know what all the protest is about. 
or why you need to fucking tell me on Facebook that you don't like Trump. I fucking hope not. All right, you know. But anyways, how you guys doing? You good? I'm just up here talking, just getting this bombing out of the way before I go to do docs, you know. You doing good, Joey? What's your hat collection like? Do you have just like a rotation of six, or do you have like a serious like wall like in fucking Boys in the Hood? Like, so I've got about six, but I only really wear this one when you see me. Is it the Shaka one? Yeah. All right, seen that. I uh, yeah. all right, I just wondering. It's nice. I, I'm jealous of your hair. I keep having these j- dreams that my hair grows like overnight. Cause I, before I moved here, my hair was down to here, and I was like, I'm going to California. I gotta shave that shit right the fuck off. And, uh, but I keep having these awesome dreams where I just like fucking doing this and just, you know, oh, you know that feeling. I can't do it. I just got my shit cut and I can't, I actually like this. I prefer this better, but, uh, we could talk about this later. That's fine. doesn't need to be right now. It's cool. It's, yeah. Well, I'll Snapchat you about it. Um, yeah, man. Are you wearing your company shirt again? Uh, this is another company. That you work for now or? Yeah. See, you need to stop that, man. Like, I know a lot of your your bits are like I'm a techie and shit like that, but like yeah, I know we 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 get it like a mile away. It's uh it's cool. I like you. I'll, I'll stop wearing it when you stop wearing the extra the extra large. <laughs> extra large. This is double XL. So uh, jokes on me still. It's okay, no problem. I know it's just well actually no, I bought these. It was I wear extra large normally and it was uh it was marked. You know, XL at Ross Dress for Less, but when you're going to Ross Dress for Less, you know, buyer beware. 2X, how to deal with it. Um, yeah, thank you. But anyways, as Pam mentioned earlier, I do have an excellent show tomorrow. Uh, comedians, it's a $5 show. If you're a local comedian and we've met before, it's only $5. Please come through. No, you're not allowed in, are you kidding me? Fucking full pat down, fucking, we're going to break out the metal detector just for you and your fucking syringes. And fucking, uh, but please, Kasim Bentley, Natasha Muse, Roman Leo, Jesse Hett, Paul fucking Sanford, myself, and hosted by me and Dave. It's going to be a great time. Hope to see you there, guys. Please support people other than me. Thanks. Yay. I don't think I need feedback. That was just, uh, I just, that was Tell a spitball set. Tell me Get it going, right? Unless you have, uh, Joey, do you have any yeah, you might as well say something. Here, you know what I'm going to say? I know why you booked Paul Sanford, because you're worried about your set sucking ass, and no. you know that if he's on it, <laughs> no, the that you're going to look like a champion. The reason And I... he's going to be the asshole in the room, and everyone's going to be like, that Tommy McGuire is really funny compared right. to that old fuck. That may happen, but I literally booked him because a lot of people who are not into comedy are coming to this show to check me and my friends and stuff like that, and I to start off a show... I want that fucking crazy, weird, fucking powder keg of energy to just set it off so that, yeah, I look better after. But. <laughs> <laughs> I knew no, it! No, no, no. I'm worried about co- uh, following him. I am. That fucking crazy. This mother. You have ma- no idea how many goddamn private messages on Facebook I've gotten every day tagging me. He's so excited. I can't wait. I just want to do one nice thing before, you know, the person dies. That, that is a very, very sweet sentence. We're going to miss him yeah. when he's gone. Anyways, Joey, real quick. That, that was lovely. Um. So I just I think it's fun when you do. Like, I think it's the same for anybody else, especially in a small room when you stop doing material and you just talk to people and you kind of come alive. But that was like the most comfortable I've ever seen you probably on stage because it's just like finding a way to bring that. And it's not easy. I think everyone's trying to do it, but finding a way to try and bring that presence yeah. into a bit because sometimes with bits it's like you're getting through it, you're figuring out what went next, and it's like just being 
live and comfortable is is really the thing that you want to try to focus on so like you know and other than that i mean with the like you know with the diary thing it's like it wasn't really a joke and the trump is a tough i i would just caution to anyone if you're going to do a trump joke it has to be super different because every it's such a like you know yeah i'm I'm not doing a trump i just i literally i'm just trying to fart this fucking bomb out so when i go to the doctor a little bit better than tomorrow hopefully everything's great yeah uh I think I swear my I still have a hard on. I got booed at Showdown like heavily. You got booed by the hosts too, because yeah. these, I, I, these the heckle these heckle chicks, these chicks were ruined. Uh, Chriska's Christas Christa Fakas yeah. set, and so I just went up and made an awesome joke about oh because they live on Sixth Street now, and I was like oh you know gentrification is a motherfucker when two fucking uh, annoying white bitches are living on Sixth Street now. Yeah, that's but, you funny. Know, whatever. And they boo. And I, one of the dudes was trying to fuck them so they're just like boo, boo. It, it, I got it. It gave me Did you cry? No I, no, I got fucking excited. I was like, yes, bring it on. And I kind of like, it was like a watershed moment. I just like, oh, fuck you. I'm doing what I want. And yeah, wow. my confidence has been way higher. And yeah. But yeah, I, I, I appreciate that you noticing that, Joey. And I appreciate yeah. it very much. And come right. on. Enjoy your boner. Wow. What? <laughs> Yay, Tommy McGuire, yay. Hey, Zach, do a favor for me and jump up on the chair and and turn on the red light. Turn on the red light. You turn the red light up by the front of the stage. Turn on the red light. You might have to stand on something. Make it shine wherever you go. Turn on that red light. Is it not working? It should. Um, is there in the back, Ashton Tate, there's a fader behind. Can we push that up other way by the uh, other kind of around the curtain the other way on the pole? Push that all the way to the top and then see if it works now. Yay. Okay, that's better. I couldn't see people. It felt dark and, and sad. Um, your next comedian is definitely not dark and sad. He's a nice individual and he just offered to help with use his tech skills for good instead of evil which i really appreciate <laughs> we have to stop demonizing these tech people they're the only people with money in this city and we need them to go to our comedy shows you idiots so be nice to him because he's the one with the rich friends book him so he'll bring his rich friends to your show put your hands together everybody it's jesse warren 22 inch down his face is Uh, so some people, I guess, are embarrassed that they're on Tinder. I'm on Tinder uh, because why wouldn't I be? It's an awesome thing to use. Uh, I'm not like other guys on Tinder, though, who just swipe left or right after seeing a girl's picture. I read their bio every time, which in 2015 makes me a gentleman. This makes me a sensitive guy. I'll see something like uh, like Katie's bio. Katie... Age 23, loves adventures and hiking. Uh, Life is too short to drink bad coffee. That's her bio. It's adorable. I won't send a generic message. I won't just say, what's up? I'll uh, I'll add a personal touch. I'll be like, hey, Katie. Uh, It was because I I included her name. Uh, I... I went to a, a, I was at a school dance, 
I was at a high school dance, and I was dancing with this girl. I don't know if you guys have had this happen to you, but I, I, uh, I came in my pants. It was very embarrassing. I came in my pants, and the girl told on me. She told on me, which sucked, because not only did I get kicked out of the dance, uh, they never let me chaperone again. It was awful. So there's a website called shitsenders.com. This is a real thing. They'll send, uh, they'll send animal feces wherever you want. Uh, and I want to know who came up with this thing, man. Uh, like a couple of entrepreneurial zookeepers. Uh, two guys just shoveling shit. And one guy goes, I think, I think, uh, I think maybe we're being wasteful. Uh, <laughs> there's got to be a market for this. Uh, I went to their website though, and uh, in big, in big cursive letters at the top of the webpage, it said, "Genuine fecal matter," which is a bit, uh, which is a bit dramatic. I think if you're selling shit, if you're shipping shit to people, you should just say, it should just say poop, and you shouldn't be allowed to use real fonts like cursive. You should uh, be limited exclusively to crayon font, crayon-based fonts, skewed letters. Uh, should just say poop with the first p backwards, not both P's, the first P, not like he forgot how to write P's, but he just forgot how to write P's temporarily <laughs> and he remembered halfway through. Uh, uh, the pricing scheme, they, they had three different kinds of poop. They had animal, they had uh, horse poop, they had, uh, they had gorilla poop, and they had hippo poop. Gorilla poop was the most expensive, and at first I thought that this pricing scheme was kind of arbitrary. But then I just realized it, was, uh, it wasn't arbitrary, but it was wrong. Hippo poop should definitely be the most expensive poop. That's disgusting. I would not want to be shipped hippopotamus poop. Uh, I, I did something really white when I was in college. Uh, I, I walked by an Abercrombie and Finch, and uh, I got hired. Uh, I used to work at Abercrombie and Finch. I used to I used to stand in front of Abercrombie and Finch without my shirt on. This was a real fucking thing I did. I'm very embarrassed about it. But I got hired to do that job the same way like the same way I have one female engineer on my team. Uh, we just needed a female engineer. Abercrombie, after all these Nazi accusations, they just needed like an ethnic representative. So they hired me, and they put me out front whenever managers would come by uh, so that they could not seem like a bunch of racists. And then they shoved me in the back with the rest of the Chinese people <laughs> afterwards. Uh, I, th I think that's, that's all I have. Thank you. And like a professional, he knows exactly what four minutes is. That was like on the dot. Damn. I, I I mean I like I think you were going somewhere there with the racism and then the lady I mean only only some people hate Asians but everyone hates women <laughs> I don't know I usually say only some people hate black people but you don't even look Asian you don't even look you look like so vaguely Asian I can't believe you would be hired for disc for what's it called affirmative action yeah, yeah, you're like Asian. he's like the most vaguely Asian you like a quarter Asian? Uh, I'm half. Half, okay. Uh, like Keanu Reeves. You got like the good looking half, like Keanu Reeves. Very nice. Thank you. He is a, Keanu Reeves is pretty hot. And he's, he's half Japanese, just so everybody knows. Uh, it looks like Ashton Tate is, really wants to say something. Oh. 
You do you you don't you were just you're just leaning like that. I was I was leaning, but uh, oh. oh it's going it's going in and out because we keep moving it. That one is so fantastic. No, dude, you do it. You're ready. You got a power stance going. Your balls are hanging out. Um, I don't know. How long did you work at Abercrombie? Uh, about a year. Okay. Maybe explain why you took around for a year. Okay. Yeah, I got paid a lot to have my shirt off. It was a cool deal. So you were a model? Uh, yeah. You were of. a model at Abercrombie? Yeah, I stood outside and like I said, hey, welcome to Abercrombie and took pictures. Wow. Yeah, when you said they put me in the back with the rest of the Chinese people, was that supposed to be like they were back there like looming shirts? Because that would be funny <laughs> if you did that. Just, yeah, go further. Like they put me, yeah, like I went from having my shirt off to, to making one <laughs> for 18 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. So you you're you were paid to be like a little beefcake guy, like you did push-ups every yeah. day, and you took you did a little glamour pump before you yeah. went to work. Brings every a whole time, new meaning yeah, to sweatshop. Yeah, brings a whole new meaning to sweatshop. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Said it brings a whole new meaning to sweatshop. Uh, also, I was gonna say um, I like the misdirect jokes about you being like um, a fucking statutory rapist. Because uh, I think I mean, inadvertently, I don't know if you've realized this, uh, but you've created probably the least likable person in San Francisco on stage, okay. like an Abercrombie Shit. Fitch model yeah, no, who's I, a tech I, bro too. It's I'm like trying, Jesus Christ. I don't, want, I don't want that to happen, man. Tell, tell me how. It's funny because he's also so sweet. How can, you know? how, can I, how can I salvage myself from? That's okay. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you make yourself worse, it actually will probably. Be a little bit better. Okay. So it's like you say, hey, I rate people. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I came in my pants. Or I tried to. I well, couldn't. Be careful with that advice. But the that's advice a, of like pick advice. A, <laughs> the advice of pick pick a road is not bad advice. But okay. I, no. I don't know if I'd steer you that way. Yeah, I don't do, think I, you're a I, villainous I, person. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I want. No, pick a dark alley. Okay. A pick alley. a Christie alley. Nobody wants that deep reference. That was such Nobody a bad It was, it was long enough ago that everyone was like, who is that? Yeah, oh, yeah, funny. Everybody had time to check their phones. Yeah. Um, oh, but uh, I don't know. And tell me what you think about this. Like, this also might not be a good advice. But you said uh, in college I did something white, and you used that to go into the Abercrombie Fitch joke. But I yeah. said I did something white, and I just said I graduated. That would be something you could do with something white in college. It's, He's also Asian, though. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's a half-white, half-Asian. Yeah. He, he's a lock. Perfect. Well, so there's my advice. You know, this is this is the thing is that you you're you're really good looking. Uh, you. So you yeah. need to kind of ask Joey how he deals with it too, because he's another good looking one. No, seriously. Also yeah. No, no, but seriously, it's hard. I think it's harder for guys. Women sort of have to be good looking, or they have to be really really ugly to be comedians. But almost for guys, you I, I think that the uglier dudes do better, and if you're better looking you have to work harder somehow i don't know why that is i don't know why there's like a reverse discrimination with good-looking comedians or something i don't know i don't know how to you you look likable like if you were walking down the street any like mom would be like will you will you date my daughter like you look like that type of guy that should be like you should he's got papazian face yeah what happened to (laughs) papashan he was a good-looking guy too um but I don't. I don't know. I think that there's like a reverse discrimination thing against good-looking guy comedians. That's it, true. It might be better if you were uglier. But I don't know how you. I don't know how you do that. I don't think you can. There's some don't of that. Don't go get but fat. But I think don't it's like that. it's just finding whatever that place is that comes from for you that is funny but it's also genuine. I think the problem is a lot of 
good looking guy comics will get up there and just be kind of douchey because that's worked forever sure, sure. you know so it's just it's just that's, a process of trying different things and seeing what you like and also thinking about like how you are when you're like with two people and feeling generally funny and silly and okay. trying to come from that perspective sure. it's easier said than done but yeah i'm working on that uh i was gonna say yeah you should take the dark alley you should take the gg alley Oh, Jesus Christ, really? What? <laughs> he's holding his hand in the air to get a high five. I have no idea who he's talking about. Is it a rapper? Jesus. It's, I'm so confused. GGL. Okay, I'm confused. Well, you know what? Everybody clap wildly for Jesse Warren. Yay! All right, from good-looking comedian to good-looking comedian, here we go. Uh, you guys know him, you love him. He's one of our favorites here at the Joke Workshop. Put your hands together. It's Joey Avery. Oh, I like the tunes. A little chill wave. That's my shit. I uh, guys, I had a, a lovely weekend. I got to get out of. I uh, got to get out of the city, which I think is always super important. It feels so good to just get out of the city. And get into nature. And I was walking around the forest and I kind of got the feeling, I was like, I think I understand where, I'm going to sidetrack myself. Has anyone told you guys look like father-son? Okay, classic, classic, classic. Classic, classic. Sorry, it just does, it does. You'd be good, yeah. I see where you got your douchiness from. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I was experiencing Mother Nature, man. And uh, no, I really, I, I enjoyed kind of remembering what that means, right? Because like you're in the forest, there's life, it's fertile, it's amazing. And I enjoy that phrase, but I don't understand the phrase father time. Like I don't really know where that came from. My thought is it's because we track it with the amount of times that the sun goes around the earth and the solar day is basically the male sexual experience. Right? Because it's like the sunset is the orgasm of the day. Okay? But the sun comes up and you have to work hard and sweat and work hard and sweat and work hard and you finally get there and it's amazing and everything stops and you hold your breath and everyone watches it and it's beautiful and it's the shortest part of the fucking day and then it's over immediately and the lights go out and we fall asleep. All right? I think that's what it is. And then we wake up the next morning with a boner ready to get to work again. Um, so I always hope that like somewhere in a different universe, it's reversed, and it's like you actually have uh, mother time, and instead of one sun, you have all these different suns that can go off and turn into a sunset at any point in the day in deep corners of the universe, and then they squirt on the people of, of Earth who will forever debate whether that squirt is God's pee or a different fluid, because we still haven't figured that out. Um, then you could go for a hike through Father Nature where redwood trees will just be thrusting in and out of the soil until eventually they just throw up all their water and sap and wilt for the other 23 and a half hours of the day. Um, <laughs> I think that'd be a beautiful, a beautiful world. We wouldn't have to worry about humans causing deforestation because forests would just get up and fucking leave all the animals behind and turn up thrusting through soil in Brazil like, fuck it! Spring break. Um, what else? I, uh, I, like re I, li I like looking back at people from past generations and trying to read people who people said was like the voice of a generation. You know, So I think I'm like, who would the voice be of our generation? Because I feel like 
most people aren't saying very much. You know, I feel like the voice of our generation would just be like, oh my God, <laughs> or just like, bye. Like, I feel like that, either that or it would just be Siri, you know, because <laughs> it's like, that's what the voice of our generation is. It's basically like, <laughs> old people don't understand it. It's way ahead of its time. Um, I don't know. We find ourselves, our generation, we look to our phones for guidance and that's where, that's where Siri is. Um, what else? I was watching an old movie and I saw these guys riding horses around. And I was like, that's crazy. People like, it's not like getting in a car. Like people who had horses, they had to, they had to communicate with this living creature and like feed it and take care of it and make sure it was in good temper just as their mode of transportation. I was like, that's insane. What, like, what was that like? And then I was like, actually, that's a lot like having a Lyft driver. It's kind of the same thing. You have to check in with it, talk to it, make sure it's in a good mood. It's not going to make any erratic moves or decisions. You have to keep it at ease, okay? It's very important to stress that relationship. I guess the difference is instead of you giving it carrots, it gives you gum. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty much, <laughs> pretty much that. Um, you guys... We were talking about it with you. People get, if you have like a certain kind of look, people give you a lot of shit when you get on stage. That's why I have a bunch of material about being like a fucking bro or whatever. Um, you got to get out in front of it. Um, but I actually think about it. And I think a lot of the things I've learned from that kind of vibe, you know, are very important. Because you look at some religions, like Western religions to me are always, it's like, oh, woe is me, tortured man versus God, repent. And then Eastern religions are like, focus on suffering. That's where it all comes from. But I've kind of found this nice wisdom in this like Zen brodism, you know, which just like actually accepts shit, you know? Because like I'll talk to my friends when something horrible happened to me and literally all they'll say is like, fuck man, that happened. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. They're like, I guess you got to do something else. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I guess that's, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, life's like a skateboard, man. It's like, it's either going or it's stopped. Um, that's, that's it for me, guys. Thank you. It's okay. Joey Avery. All over the map today, but still, I like that. Looking at the phone for guidance, I think that was a gem in there. Mm. Yeah, if everyone's looking at God, or we used to, everyone used to look at God, and now everyone looks at their phones. And then it's a good, it's a good transition into that whole Uber Lyft thing because mm -hmm. that's all you do is yeah. stare at the phone and wait for them to come pick you up. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, I really enjoyed Zen Brodism and the examples that followed with that. Uh, and then you kind of went like down this. Uh, you're open with kind of you went like Joe Reg Rogan level trippy a little bit mm -hmm. with. The allusions to the the suns and yeah. I'm assuming you were referring to the debate between is squirting real or is it pee when you were talking about yes. whether okay yeah yeah there's definitely that's definitely kind of a sidetrack because I think the idea is interesting but I think it is a little it comes off as like way too much so people aren't on board so it's kind of like a, hopefully something to bring people back but it might just in all be too much I mean I think the premise is good or the idea is actually a good track to follow just trying to and I'll get them hooked tighten in it. and yeah, yeah, tighten it up and it could work. Yeah, you kind of just went straight to uh, like what if it was the women. I feel like there's a would be a better way to punctuate the change of like of like wouldn't it be crazy if it, uh, it was the opposite? You kind of just like walked into it. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I just have a was it tech instead of voice of a generation, 
you'd have a text of a generation and just be an emoticon mm. of uh, a colon and a capital letter O. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Ashton Tate oh, is I was just going to kind of say the same. I mean, it could be because I'm just dumb, but the first joke, I, I was having a hard time keeping up. Like, right. By the time I figured one point out, you're on to the next. And again, that's probably, I don't know. Just because uh, you're you have it figured out more than me, right? <laughs> no, that's super helpful though because yeah. sometimes you write something in your notebook and you're like, yeah, this is perfect. I need to expand on it. I need to expand on it. When meanwhile, like people who are hearing it for the first time are like, what the fuck is even going on? Yeah. Um, so that's that's helpful. But I do think you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Yeah. Oh, did you have? Yeah, just really quickly. I love the skateboard analogy. Maybe you, you could write something at the end. It's either going or like something that fits that concept, but it's absurdly painful. Like, or you <laughs> Life's it, like a blah, skateboard. Blah, blah. It's a know. grind. Right. <laughs> well, or, like, there's you should skateboard more. I actually wish I did, but yeah. There's We're building a half pipe at my house. I'm a roller Are you blade. really? Yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to oh, rollerblade. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Th- there's, there's one... There's one thing that you, I'm sorry, you know, say, talk, Zach, I was going, staying on the skateboard thing. The, um, the saying that's when you skateboard, um, that you're fighting two things, I mean, it goes with that whole religion thing or whatever, you're fighting two, th- you have to f- constantly fight two things, the concrete and the ground. Right. Or oh, gravity and concrete. Like, right. that it's, when you're on a skateboard, it really is kind of like metaphysical man, because you're right. constantly fighting gravity. Right. Okay, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Zach. Zach was not saying anything. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. No. <laughs> All right. Yay, Joy Avery. Yay. Uh, dance, Zach. Dance. <laughs> yeah. He did it. You can make him do anything. You just have to give him a sandwich and he'll do anything. He'll give you art. He'll throw money at you. He'll even dance. You guys put your hands together right now. Zach Wiseman. Yay. Stop. Imagine this tragic character, if you will. This is a man who has the will and length of penis to suck his own dick, right? It's totally achievable, doesn't even have to stretch. But his dick is just too big to suck. It's like he's not on his elbow, and it's just a sad thing, you know? He wants it so bad, he just can't do it. Or, conversely, he can. He can totally suck his own dick. Uh, but he's just bad at blowjobs. How fucking horrible would that be in your life? It'd be like, uh, you'd be like the British, you know? It's like you, you love curry, but you can't make it, so you have to go enslave Indians and bring them back to your country. You know what I mean? It's same kind of thing. It's just sad. Uh, humor is a pretty good defense mechanism. I found this out throughout my life. But only against people. Everything else sucks. You can't you can't dodge a car with a joke. It's not bears don't give a fuck about punchlines. I wish I was in charge of more things. Uh like golf courses. Cuz I would just take the golf course and turn it into a nice park with 18 glory holes. You know what I mean? We'd train some gophers to blow people. It'd be great. We'd train them good too. Like we wouldn't train them so they could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. We'd train them so they could suck a garden hose through a golf ball. You know what I mean? It's a fucking real, real shit. 
Real shit. Suck so hard they could inflate a tractor tire. So, it sucked the skin right off your dick. <laughs> Fucking, it'd still be attached by your urethra. It looked like uh, dude with a fat head trying to take out a sweater. That's how, that's how the blowjobs of migraines would go. That's, that's all I'm saying. I don't get I don't get high on life anymore. I think I built up a tolerance to that. I I I get high on the afterlife. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be so good when I'm dead. Like I think when I die, I'm just gonna start coming. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna like come so much I just fill up my coffin with cum. I'm just gonna be a this is explosive cum coffin. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, uh, fuck. Those fucking gophers, though, let me tell you. They're going to have tricks. Yeah, fucking gopher will stick your dick in its armpit and armpit fart you to orgasm. That's what my fucking gophers will do. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm a ridiculous person. Ah. Uh. One of my favorite parts about radical feminism is uh, the killer waves, bro. Gnarly. <laughs> oh, man. I fucking love the jokes I write. I really do. They're so stupid. Um, and on a big closer. Big ol' closer. Big ol' closer. Big closer. Nope. <laughs> he won't dance. I kind of wanted him to do like the robot or something. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah. Zach Wiseman. I, do you, is this what happens when you live in a closet and you deprive yourself of light for maybe a couple days and you're in the dark? I got like doing five passive. lamps in that closet. You have five. So it's the excess of oh, light so without well windows. Yeah. And that's what's making you an insane person. I, I, I loved the whole sucking his own dick thing. The, the paradox there is really. Uh, it's sad, man. That's a sad thing. I, I thought it was, I mean, I just, I'm thinking like you are a legitimately an insane person, but because nobody thinks these thoughts and that's what makes them, I guess, funny. I laughed. I don't know. What do you guys think? I said, you, know, you were here first. Oh, sure. Uh, I just want to learn exactly how you're going to train all those gophers <laughs> to armpit fart people. Fucking dicks. one at a time by hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like so a real like, trainer. Okay. You're the actual trainer. Yeah. To get them to get a fucking truck full of cucumbers. Okay. So you start with acorns, I assume? Or like, what do gophers eat? Well, first, baby hey. carrots. Okay. And then you move the gay baby carrots to dicks. Cucumbers. Carrots, cucumbers. carrots, cucumbers, dicks. Okay. All right. Dicks. Okay. You know what? I like it. I think we just need to actually Thank go you. and invest in the actual training process. There's probably investors here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's all. That's Thank my you. feedback. Thank you. Problem. I was going to say a tag for the first one where you're like, the guy with the dick that's too big. And you just go, I've been watching a lot of Twilight Zone guys. Okay. You know that classic one with a guy all the time in the world to read, then his glasses break? Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, nobody's going to get that. Paradox. But what, if, what if his dick was so big he could jerk it off from the inside through his own urethra? How right. are you getting your arm into your urethra? Is it, is it that, if his you dick have a porthole into your stomach? Sure, yeah. Oh, you mean like just yeah, fisting, oh, yeah, fisting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dick hmm. fist your own dick. Dude, you're going to prolapse your dick. That's dangerous. Hey, you know what? Sometimes the risk is worth the reward. I don't think in that case, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I love how he's take he took it like seriously like that that that's impossible. Yeah, that now that's impossible. I know, but having a having a dick big enough that you can suck it without difficulty, but then having it be too big to actually put your mouth around. I mean, that's amazing. It's an amazing thought. That's a huge dick. Huge dick. It's huge. The size of your elbow. That's what I imagine. You know what I mean? You can put your, your mouth around your elbow. On the, t- on the head. No, that's not going to be yeah, fun. It's, a, it's, a well, it's tiny, not going to be fun. It's a get, tiny elbow. Blowjobs are never fun. Receiving blowjobs is great. Co- yes, but giving them is never fun unless you're like on cocaine or you 100% really, really. 100% of the time for 50 cents of the people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. I wonder, you know what? Actually, men should be able to suck their own dicks, and then they would probably not do it that much, and they wouldn't like it as much as Nope. They- <laughs> nope. Hey, it's your premise, man. It's your world. <laughs> Who else has weird things to say to Zach Wiseman? I liked the dancing. I think you should dance all the time. I actually, uh, I've been trying to remember to dance a lot, but I always forget when I get on stage. Because <laughs> you look kind of ridiculous. And then if you go oh, into talking yeah, about, aware. if you go into talking about dicks that are too big to suck, another ridiculous thing is just it works together. Yeah, we call it the French fry dance. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything to say to genius Zach Wiseman, artist, comedian extraordinary? Anybody want to buy some art? I'll sell you some art. Yes, art. <laughs> <laughs> Clap wildly, Zach Wiseman! Yay! Emoji, emoji. Spin a face, not letting us down. Uh, your next comedian, he is in the motherfucking Christmas spirit. Likes it a lot better than me. All I like is eggnog, uh, but I also like this comedian. Put your hands together. It's Calvin Albright. Yay. Uh, I'm going to try and beat uh, Zach for worst joke. Okay? Okay, let's hear. Why did the Mexican man get a discount on his meal? No, he got the senor discount. Uh, that's my usual opener, you know, really let them know what I'm about. Laughs. <laughs> uh, has anyone ever got like an autograph from like a celebrity? Yeah, you have? Yeah. Who, do v- who have you met? Uh, I got, I met a, what was it? Um, fuck. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. nice. Did you get a signature? Yeah, I got his autograph. Nice. I met David Blaine, cool. famed street musician, mus- blech, magician. Fuck. And he, I had a notebook with me, and he signed at the bottom of one of the blank pages. And I'm like, awesome. He didn't do any magic for me, but I was still really pumped to meet him. And I take it home, and I got this blank piece of paper with David Blaine's signature on the bottom. And I'm a smart guy, so what I do is I'm going to write myself a message from David Blaine that's already signed. I'm going to frame it and tell everyone he said that shit. So I got a few, a, a few ideas I would love to have some feedback on that. I've never been dunked on so much, David Blaine. Nice dick, player. You're the best. You're the best magic trick I've ever seen. Remember the movie Trimmers? Fart. Suck a cock, fatty. The greatest magic trick God ever played was making that sparkle in your eyes. Nice dick. Uh, man, I got my debit card stolen the other day. Joke's on that guy. Now he owes Wells Fargo $700 for a laptop that he spilt Diet Coke on. (laughs) Uh, I'm a student right now. And I think I'm going to drop out. 
because I found you can just buy textbooks, and now I don't have to pay some asshole $10,000 a year to read them to me. I'm living a life. Self-actualized person. I'm at the library all the time. This is uh, something I've been trying to work on. Uh, fucking, you guys are all in the wrong racket. I get paid to sit around and watch movies. This week, it's paid vacation. That's classic joke structure. But you know what? This is comedy. You're not supposed to call a spade a spade. Sometimes you call a spade a shovel because it's funnier that way. Uh, 99 problems? Really, Jay-Z? Did you count? Ah, uh, that's the worst. <laughs> you think of the uh, remembered sexism, he'd be up to 100 problems? You know, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's all I've had really written down recently, so thank you guys. Calvin Albright. Hey, um, you should say the name David Blaine after every single one of those to give it a break. Because we got, I got confused as to when, like, was, so you'd say, like, nice dick, bro, David Blaine. Oh, yeah. Blah, 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 right. David Blaine. Blaine. You have to separate them up, because otherwise it's like they all get sort of jumbled together, and you don't know where one stops and the other begins, kind of like David Blaine's magic. Yeah, and you can sign them differently, like, your boy, David Blaine. You can sign them like that, you know? Yeah, or you could be like your your lover, David Blaine, or like you know your dick tastes so good, David your Blaine. faggot, David Blaine. Sincerely yours. <laughs> I've been saying the f word a lot today. I don't know why. Why am I so homophobic today? Oh, with all the juiced up <laughs> Christmas season. With that. It's the scarf. With the David Blaine uh, on that David Blaine track, you made a mistake between musician and magician, and you stopped and corrected yourself. Uh, when you're on stage, you don't have to do that particularly uh, just, you know, own it and go through it without, as if it never happened. Because with the way you're presenting yourself on stage, like somebody might think, well, that's the joke, is that he's someone that doesn't know that David Blaine's a magician. No thing, musician, let's keep going. Yeah, I love Dave Matthew, uh, magician band. (laughs) 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 Are you the one with the communications major joke? I am a communications major. Oh, okay. But I don't think I make a joke about it. I mean, the degree is a joke, but... Right. I was just curious. Uh, because I, I don't... Uh, yeah, well, you are a communications major. Of course you are. Wait, did... And I was going to ask, too, in the, in the joke about the job, did you say what your job was? No, I didn't. Okay. Because, so, yeah, I, I mean, I heard the rest of the joke, but I was like, oh, I was, like, was kind of curious. I don't know why. I mean, like... Yeah, why do you before. get to watch movies all day? Yeah. No, it was Work a... Blockbuster? It's, it was a... Because I'm on paid vacation. Okay. So the joke is like, yeah, paid vacation. Right, okay. Is that the name of a movie? No, it's getting yeah, paid getting, vacation. Getting paid to be on vacation. Oh. Yeah. So you're at home watching movies. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Zach. He explained it to me. I didn't, I was, I was confused. I was like, oh, I thought, I mean, Blockbuster closed, so I couldn't imagine where you'd watch movies unless you worked at like Netflix headquarters. Mm. That's down in San Jose, so it doesn't make any sense. I'm taking things way too literally today. You're so close on so many of your jokes. Like, um, uh, sometimes you call a spade a spade. Sometimes you call a spade a shovel. What about, but it's not far enough. So sometimes you call a spade a neuter. Like, it's it's got to be further away from, but in the same vein. Mm. But a lot of them, just look at all of your jokes and see if you can do that for me. 
Sometimes you call a spade a spade. Sometimes you call a spade a neuter. That's cute. It is. I'm sorry. I like animals, especially fat ones. Colin Holtz, he's gone. Ashton, did you? Were you burning to say anything? He's good. All right, guys, clap again. Thank you. Calvin Albright. Your next comedian. Uh, I am so jealous of his beard right now because it's probably keeping his face warm. It absolutely. Uh, hey guys, really funny guy. Put your hands together, John Gallagher. Yay! All right, yay! Actually, I lied about. Uh, I was thinking. I got. I had another celebrity signature that I forgot about. I remember. You remind me of a story. I actually in college, I waited in line. This is one of the most pathetic things I've ever done. I waited in line for over an hour to get Sasha Gray and Jesse Jane's autographs. Guys, now, waiting in line to get porn star autographs is probably one of the most pathetic things you can ever do. But I was getting very excited about the Pirates 2 release. Uh, if you guys have ever seen Pirates 2, sequel to Pirates 1, the most expensive porn film ever made. And Pirates 2 really ups the ante. Actually, a movie so good that me and the rest of my housemates watched the entire film before we realized that we rented the PG-13 version and there was no porn in it. Like, it's like it was just a captivating fucking movie. Great acting and no penetration. And that some says something. But... Uh, <laughs> The weirder thing is when you're waiting in line to get porn stars' autographs, uh, the weirder thing is that you think that everybody else is filled with the same shame and, and hatred of themselves that you are. And the only reason that kept me going was that me and my housemates made it, uh, as a, at, like said it, we'd do it on a dare, right? So we're waiting in line to go do it. And everybody else bails. I mean, I'm like, you know what? Fuck you guys. You're cowards. Immediately regret my decision because once you're waiting in line to get female porn star uh, things and you have to stay in a in a porn store to do it, which means weaving your way around aisle after aisle of just gaping butthole VHSs, <laughs> giant dildos, and fucking fleshlights that look like the Avatar creature. They make a flesh. They made a fleshlight Avatar thing with two clitorises. If you guys know that, because apparently when a thing is connected to a tree, it has two two clits. Who knows? I don't know, but. This is the worst part. There were actually a lot of couples in there, and if one of these guys in front of me actually engaged me in a conversation, which is, like, I was like, don't, don't talk to me right now. This is the worst. Let's see, fire. Fire in this studio. Um, but this most pathetic thing I've ever seen, this guy had brought a, a copy of Sasha Gray's Plaster Pussy for her to sign. And then wanted to ask me, he's like, so, bro, you do this a lot? I was like, don't, I don't want to talk to you. He's like, you just go around and find replicas of people's junk for them to sign. That was weird. But the best part I remember is that Sasha Gray signed a poster that I had and signed it. I didn't see this until later. She goes, Sasha Gray, and then in parentheses wrote, Sasha Gray, the fuck junkie, which I was pretty excited about. And so that was pretty cool. I gave it as well a present to my little brother. And I was like, here, you can use this. Um... What is this? I, uh, um, oh, there's a little change. I was reading the story about Moses in the Bible. A lot of people don't know this about Moses in the Bible. Moses, chosen by God to lead the Israelites out of Israel. Uh, chosen dude by God, but one of the things that nobody knows about Moses is that he actually had a speech impediment. So in the Bible, Moses has a speech impediment. And so 
he lets his brother Aaron do all the talking. And so his brother Aaron's the one that actually addresses Pharaoh and the people, which is great to me because it's like God goes, hey, man, you know, a- Moses, you're my dude, but uh, you're like my guy. But, you know, let Aaron talk because you sound like shit. You know what I mean? Like fucking don't make God sound like an asshole right now. <laughs> it's like Aaron's way better talking than you are. You can still lead. Just don't talk. Uh, other thing, too, is that one of the things that I love that they, in the negotiation process to show how strong they are and how God is mighty, is they just change things into snakes, which I wish that people could still do in UN meetings. You know what I mean? It's like Israel versus Palestine, who has the better agreement. It's like, ha! Well, they turned something into eight snakes, so fucking goes to you. You did it. That's a lot of snakes. Great job. Um, let's see, got a minute. Think, oh, we did a, me and Joey over here did a Bitcoin. We did, uh, we told jokes to people that uh, sell Bitcoin who don't give a fuck. And it was cool. Because a lot of those people have a lot of money. But you shouldn't, one of the things that like lets you know or lets you not get worried about people having a lot more money than you is that the fact that even young professionals in San Francisco all wear backpacks. So like even if somebody's condescending to you, you can't get mad. It's like, no, man, we're still look like we're dressed to go to fucking middle school. <laughs> you can't talk that much shit to me. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, John Gallagher. I don't think it was God who said that Aaron had to speak. It was that Moses felt like a douche because he wasn't good at speaking, and so he asked his brother to do it. Oh, is that right? I think so. I'll have to go double check it. I just like that, though. It's like, no, man, you're my guy, but... You sound horrible. Well, it, I think I think it was of his own volition because okay. he felt like the like the guy who couldn't talk, and he said to God, like, "How can I lead your people if I can't even talk?" He's like, "I'm a bush now, sorry." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Sorry, I'm a club." Right. Um, so. uh, when you mentioned the most expensive porn in the world, yeah. I was, I think there might be a space to explain or exaggerate on what that was, right? Like why it was so expensive, what oh, happened in it. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. It's pi- yeah, Pirates One. If you want to go watch it, it's like <laughs> the most first HD porn film. So yeah. it's, oh, it's no, it's uh, there's, yeah, everybody comes, a ship burns down, and a lady gets penetrated with lit candles at the end of it. Yeah, there you go. There's there's something really funny about the fact that you went to get. I mean, to get a porn star's autograph. I think there's there's got to be some line in there where it's just like. Where it's just like, yeah, I mean, usually if I've seen your pussy, I don't really need to see your handwriting. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the thing. That's like the weirdest, most pathetic thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I fucking did this. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, Jesus. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and um, did, did they shake hands with you or did they just sign something? They oh, didn't touch you in any way. No, no, they, no. Yeah, we shook hands. I actually have a picture of them with their both of their tits out. Oh, that's And nice. like a lot of other, it was one, really creepy because one of these guys, when they take it, they like... That was one of the things they could, like, for extra money, you could, like, grab their tits. And so it was horrifying to watch because you'd have, like, all these guys go up and do that. You're just like, this is the weirdest fucking most horrible thing. I didn't do that. I just took a picture because I was like, you know, I always already feel horrible about being here. But there's there's photographic evidence they'll put on Facebook. Yay! Yay, put it on Facebook. Well, I wouldn't think they'd want to shake anybody's hand because that means those are the hands that everybody's jacking off their dick with. It's almost like touching your dick if you touch the hand that touches the dick when they were thinking about you. I mean, honestly, but think about how many many dicks those hands have touched. Uh, Absolutely. I I don't know if I'd want to... I mean, like, everybody's hands probably touched a dick. You know what? There's... Yeah, definitely. I think that everyone's hand has touched a dick probably in this room. 
ever exactly, done. right? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Oh. Yeah. So you know, but it's it's uh, it's a good point. Thanks for the input. Yeah. yeah uh, do look look up a little bit of your Bible stuff. I'm, I think. That's a, no, that's a good note. Thank you. Okay. I'll have to go check it. Okay, now dance. Yeah, dance. <laughs> yeah, Doug Gallagher. Yeah. I had no idea that this weird spin of face would make everyone dance like this. It is so funny to see Calvin Albright smoke because he looks like such a just an upstanding young individual. And then he sticks that cigarette in his mouth and I'm like, he just doesn't look like a smoker to me. Uh, hey guys, your next comedian is funny guy. He's our other, uh, we got, we got two half Asians in the house, which makes them like one step below Leo Zinger with Asianness or something. I don't know. He hates it when you mention that he's Asian. Uh, Leo Singer does. But Ken Suzuki doesn't have a problem with it. So, hey, clap it up, guys. Your next comedian is Ken Suzuki. I know you all know what you're talking about. You're like porn star dancing. That doesn't count. <laughs> Thank you. So yesterday, my girlfriend and I are discussing the sentence of Daniel Holtzclaw. He's the uh, cop that was recently convicted for uh, arresting, mur uh, raping a series of women in the inner city of Oklahoma City. And while I'm talking, while we're bringing up, my girlfriend stops me, and she says, wait, hold on. Listen, I know this is a bad story and all, but when I first heard this, my first thought, to, my first thought was, yeah, I've seen that porn. And that's when I knew she was the one. It was that moment right there. Because <laughs> she gets me. She has, a sense of, she, has what I, she has a sense of humor. She's not sensitive about certain things. Uh, you know, I feel like we're getting so sensitive now as a culture and as a people. I've been arguing with a friend of mine who's he's actually a fucking comic. It makes me want to slap him twice for how sensitive he is. You know? He's like, <laughs> Asians are the only group that can be racist toward and make fun of and everybody will laugh. Nobody cares about the Asians. And I'm like, dog. Dude, first of all, even if I did believe that were true, even if there were some special race out there that we were all allowed to be shitty to just because we had a shitty day, even if it's just one cho chosen race, that's fucking funny. That's pretty fucking funny. You're a comic, too, so it's really fucking funny, especially if you're a member of that race. You're part of the sacrificial race, man. You die so that jokes can live. Where would Dice Clay be if it wasn't for someone like you? You're the chosen people of comedy. You know, like the Jews are to real life? You're that to comedy but your nation isn't under constant fucking threat. So shut up and be happy. Oh, what? Oh, can't get laid? Oh, you can't get laid? Poor Asian boy's afraid his dick is too small. He can't get laid. Fuck off. Asians are the most sexually fetishized people on the planet. Right now, there are swarms, swarms of girls on Tumblr and 4chan just creaming at the thought of you being their senpai. You can't get laid, that's on you. 
And don't get me wrong, I get it. I get it. My last name's Suzuki. I understand. I can empathize, you know, a little bit. But, dog, my dad raised me to be an individual. My dad's from Japan. My dad raised me to be an individual. His philosophy was, Ken, remember, no matter the color, if the pussy is right, we all come white. And it's true. My dad knew what he was talking about. He didn't fuck around. My dad banged and knocked up an all-American Midwestern broad in his 50s. My dad knew how to sling dick. He was slinging dick fresh off the plane. That or he really knew how to mix a drink. The point is I'm here, goddammit. This is an organic rant. It wasn't written down at all. Uh, so, so don't give me this shit about racism. Bitching about it is not going to increase, make your life any better. What you need to do, just when you wake up in the morning, just grab the world by the throat and tell it to suck your fucking cock. That's how you need to, you need to lead your life. Thank you. Time. Like a professional ending on choking a lady, Ken Suzuki. Yeah. Oh, the world. Like the... All right, so I'm completely trying a completely different persona than I've been doing recently. I don't even know if that's working yet. So I'm trying to rewrite all my old jokes, but put them back into this ranting, angry persona. Yeah, you know, I, I think that it works. I remember when. Um, uh, Juan Medina ch- did all of his same jokes, but he just started yelling them all the time, and people laughed. Like, and so he just did this thing for a while where, like, every joke he was yelling at people with this weird thing. Mm-hmm. It was like that, and people accepted it better. I, I think that you're better as more of a like a in-your-face kind of dick. Like, like now. Like right now, okay. yeah. The mean sort of. And the dad stuff was funny. What was the other? Um, oh, I was going to think, like, or do they have better roofies in Japan or something? Like, what kind of, do they have better drugs in Japan? <laughs> or, you, know, you said, or he knows how to make a really good drink. Yeah, he just knows how to make a really good drink. Yeah. Right, but is it because he's dr- drugging the women? It's the roofies in Japan or cheaper? Or... Well, the, how did no, he it would be the... stateside. He was slinging dick. State. Oh. Well, he's slinging dick there, but he came off the plane slinging dick. Right. Is the premise. Gotcha. And he caught, he caught a Midwestern lady. Like all American, yeah, all 20 American. years younger than him, all that shit. Nice. He's 83, believe it or not. Wow, that's crazy. He's still slinging. Anyway, um, so that works, though. I think it works better than the better than the meek Ken Suzuki that comes out with like, I like to choke girls. Like Wait, that. is that how I come across when I'm talking no, about choking bitches? No, some used to Holy you. shit. No, I am a creep. Holy God. Oh, Jesus. Well, you had, you had, a, you had some sets before. But I mean, I, uh, about wanting to choke the ladies, which I don't, I mean, I, don't know. I think it's actually funny after if you sit there and make fun of Asians. And then, again, not everybody hates Asians, but everybody hates women. Um, well, that's a, I should address that too because this is a legit back and forth dialogue. I should probably address that you could be a woman, and if you're if it's really that bad, you could be an Asian woman. Except that I think Asian really women are more true. fetishized in a way that like white dudes love Asian girls, but white ladies don't necessarily love Asian guys. I mean, 
That's true. I've slept with one in my 41 years on the planet. His dick was tiny, guys. No, it wasn't. Actually, his (laughs) dick wasn't tiny at all. But what was weirded me out is his pubic hair was straight. Wow. It was like, fing. It was like, (laughs) fing. Fing. It was, it was straight. He had straight pubic hair. It was like long and straight, and it kind of weirded me out. I was like, "Whoa!" Well, but his dick was totally normal size. So I think that that is. I think that that. I don't know why that stereotype type came from, and why people say it all the time, and, and they're so mean about it. But um, it wasn't true at all. So oh, cool. Just Thanks. food for thought. And now I know that if I ever sleep with an Asian guy, too. Yeah, that they have straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> new stereotype, guys. It's weird. What, does anybody have anything to say I about Ken Suzuki? I would very, I would, I mean, as I'm sure you're going to do, try the new persona in front of different audiences to see mm-hmm. how it feels. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yay, Ken Suzuki, yay! All right, you guys, your next comedian. Excited to see him. We haven't seen him around these parts in a while. Put your hands together, everyone. It's David Klein. It's like an Asian guy was standing here. So short. Start off with the racist jokes. Um, So uh, my dog's butthole is a lot fancier than my wife's. My wife pays like 27 bucks, says the credit card, to get all the hairs ripped off her ass. And it's $40 to express my dog's anal gland on the same fucking street, the same street, which is why we don't do that anymore. The dog is fine. I don't care if it smells sometimes. Like People spend a lot of money in the city to have someone stick their finger up a dog's ass, say they're expressing it, like a fucking Janet Jackson album or a shitty clothing store. And uh, I just don't feel comfortable with it. San Francisco, man, it's, got, it's getting so soft. I've lived here for almost 15 years. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I heard this just booming car. It's like, this like crazy bass and this just the fucking hardest music I've ever heard. And I turn around and it's a fucking food truck that's selling acai bowls. That fake ass Amazonian like health berry, and I'm gonna I'm planning on talking shit on these guys once I figure this joke out because you know what, they're never gonna come after me because they're pussies, and uh, that that's San Francisco. Um, at Whole Foods, they're selling cold brewed coffee. They say it's brewed for 12 hours, dude. It's fucking coffee grounds in water. That's fucking muck water. They're selling muck water for like $6 a glass. Just fucking muck. It's just muck. Just muck. People are fucking, we're all stupid drinking cold ass muck water. Um, a lot of car commercials going on right now with the holidays. Who the fuck comes home? You're like, hey, honey, I spent 40K on this whack. <laughs> I spent 50K on this Lexus I didn't tell you about or get your approval. You're okay with that, right? Sweet. We're going to keep this marriage going. Um... <laughs> My, uh, I went to a wedding with my dad was there for the fr- and I hadn't been at a wedding with my dad in a long time, and I got him. I got to see him when the music came on. He did that dance that only kind of middle-aged straight white guys do. The the dance that's like. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, thank you, Pam. Tag team. And then I realized it's kind of ironic because it looks like he's jerking off two dudes, or one dude with two dicks. 
I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't confronted him about the dance or his sexuality. I, I don't think I'm ready for that. Um, yeah, got married. Did you know you have to buy two fucking rings? I thought everyone tells you to buy one ring. You got to buy a ring for the engagement and then a ring for the actual marriage. Like if, if you like it, you better put a ring on it. But, oh fuck, if you like it, you should, whatever. But if you want to keep it, you got to put another ring on it and then buy another ring for yourself. That's three rings. I don't want to buy any rings. If I get a divorce, I'm going to be Phil fucking Jackson and I'm upset about it. Uh, it's not cool. Um, yeah, but it's weird too. Like people are fucking obsessed with like how big the diamond is and everyone's talking about diamonds. Like for the most part, they're blood diamonds, which means kids are losing their arms over these diamonds. Like, oh, look how many baby arms are on my finger. Yeah, oh, your husband's such a little dick. You only put three baby arms on your finger. Uh, and I'm like, you know, you know what they say, a, a diamond is for sever. Um, there's a pun. Always gotta do one. Uh, people on the bus. Um, never mind. Uh, I hate it when someone is telling me that they don't believe what's going on in the movies and they're watching. They're like, "Oh, this is this isn't real. This isn't real." You suspend your disbelief every day when you ride the bus and sit down, knowing the day before someone took a piss right there, but you pretend it didn't happen. Go go watch a movie. All right, uh, we're gonna end with this sweet joke about AIDS that's not funny. Anyways, um, it's been real. Thanks, guys. There we go. I was like, my thing's not working for a second. Ha! I actually wrote a couple things down. Uh, one, Expressing anal glands actually is kind of important for your dogs. Because if you don't, and they get scared, and they express their anal gland, it's going to make your bedspread smell. Or if they're in your car, it's going to stink. It's bad when they get really nervous, and then they, they like, it's like a skunk almost. And you can do it yourself. And if you do it, you stick your finger up there, and then it's almost like popping a weird zit. It's pretty gross. So $40 is actually quite a steal. Now... What I don't understand is you said that you're, it's next door to where your wife gets her asshole waxed. If you want to save money, you can do that. Just shave it for her. Are you afraid to look at your wife's butthole? Uh, if you want to save money, <laughs> just saying, if it's $40 to wax her butthole and $40 to express the anal gland, I mean, I, if I was trying to budget, I would definitely do the wife asshole and not do the dog asshole. Just saying. I don't know. Express yourself, I think, is what she's saying, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, there's a song in there. And go to Brazil with your wife. I mean, take your wife to Brazil and express yourself all in your weekend in San Francisco. And uh, here's one other thing. People are assholes when they spend $6 on a cup of cold coffee from, from um, Whole Foods. Because you can do it yourself. I do it every night. I put the coffee in the cold pre in the french press and i cover it with water and i let it sit and then i push it down in the morning and it just makes it have less acid so that it tastes like coffee but it doesn't like destroy your stomach like hot coffee does that's all this is this doesn't help your jokes at all i'm just telling you things about <laughs> life, life all right a little vet lesson everyone uh anyone with a bad dog asshole at home is probably stoked uh a, a line for that i feel like Something like, I'm a grown married man, okay? My asshole hasn't been expressed in five years. <laughs> Something like that, if you want to go that route. Um, I thought the muck water joke, there was never really like a joke. There. Again, like we're all working shit out, but it was just like, 
it's one of those it's like it kind of is but some people are like well i like cold brew explain yourself and you'll you'll need to do that i thought the line of the set was phil jackson yeah when you set up the rings do that that is that is gold thanks that's good to hear it's the first time i it's ever worked i think because i did use the divorce thing which was a little bit of a better setup I used oh to definitely soon. yeah because okay. yeah, it's like all these rings all these rings if i get divorced yeah if you were to get it back yeah no i like that that was a funny thing. Yes. Is that it? All right. Hey, David Klein, yay! All right, we have three comedians left, you guys. Uh, I'm always excited to hear what your next comedian has to say, because he usually does clean sets, which I really uh, admire a lot and am impressed by. When you do them, I don't know if you mean to do them or if it's just you. Is this in your whole gestalt? Like, you're like, I'm a clean comic? It just works out that way. Uh, well, there we go. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. It's Ashton Tate. Everybody wants to shake his hand. He's hey, what's up? I was going to talk about... Uh, no, I can't. I can't do it. No, I could uh, talk about any effing thing that I want. All right? I have the microphone. Um... You know how in movies, how if a guy and a girl, thank God for corners, okay? They say don't cut corners in life, but in movies, if there weren't corners, then rarely would a guy and a girl bump into one another. Because when a guy and a girl bump into one another and they're carrying books, they fall to the ground because those people are weak and they don't have backpacks, so they carry them in their hands. How come their backpack's empty yet their hands are full? Put them in the backpack. What I'm trying to say is that when the backpack is empty and the books fall. The guy picks up the books and he asks out the girl and that happens in the movies. I had that happen to me except I was carrying library books so I was just trying to think of a date that involved no money. I was like, would you like to go to the, the museum sometime? Like the first Sunday of the month between 8 and 9 a.m. That would be great. Maybe we can get to know each other. Um, speaking of deals, I... Uh, it's great when you can reference the own th thing that you said. That's cool. No one else. Um, I realize that I don't trust salsa dancers unless they're really attractive. Like, I don't know how attractive you mean, but to me, it's like where the shirt's unbuttoned and I say nothing. I think that's a good level of attractiveness. Like, this one guy I got a lesson with, he had his shirt buttoned all the way up and he wasn't tan, so it felt like I was in the arms of a magician. And I can't trust that if you're trying to... Trying to teach me things. Um, I wish I wouldn't. I uh, I like how far we've come as a society. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty nice. I like how in bathrooms it'll uh, have someone's phone number and it'll say, "For a good time, call Frank," and then it'll give his number. But Frank doesn't know about it, and Frank sure doesn't know that a good time means the opposite of that. So what I like to do is I'll write the opposite. I'll write for unsolicited sex called Bob's Bounce House Rentals. It's a great way to meet your neighbors. And um, I don't know. I uh, Anyone here trying to get in the groove of things? What advice would you have? People tired of, uh, I, I feel like, I wish there was another word for in the moment. I feel like that word's out of the moment. I never... Uh, maybe we could come up with something else, something else besides be in the moment. Like when I'm getting my hair cut, I'm expressing to the lady or guy, 
That's great. Reference everything guy or girl uh, profession nowadays. Even they, uh, even the the real. Would you trust a male realtor? I'm not sure. Why does it have to be a female realtor? She's uh, she's got the just got to give me the keys to her place, and that's how we met. Met this girl one time at a realtor house, and uh, it was pretty cool. There's a lot of people coming in and out of that place. It's open house is kind of like speed dating. If you uh, you're like, hey, whose <laughs> whose bedroom is this, huh? <laughs> and then uh, she's like, we're in the backyard, and it's hard to uh, plant the move when you're uh, in the backyard, unless you're uh, unless you're moving a plant, and that's weird. If you uh, think about it, I uh, I uh, would like to end on a note. Do musicians end on a good note? I wish that it wasn't true. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> it's been it for me. That's been my time. My name's Ben Ashton. Have a good night. Joey Avery's by the microphone. Dude, it's like <laughs> when you riff, it's like watching your brain like break yeah. and like <laughs> stop and start. And it's really funny. Like I've seen it. Ha I'm sure sometimes people are like, what the fuck? But sometimes it is really funny because it, it, it's very like stream of consciousness. It goes from one thing to the next. And like, I see how you're getting there, but it's like, I've just never seen anything like it. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I would come up with some line where you can like go down that path and get as weird and as out there as possible and then bring it back like, yeah, I'm not very good at riffing or like something yeah. that like then the whole room will kind of be like, oh shit. And then you can go back into something mm -hmm. because I think that those are very strange but funny moments. Um, I thought that the... Obviously, the whole clean setup would have to be there, but the whole, like, if you did want to write a bit about, like, yeah, being a clean comic, it's not true. I can say anything I effing want. That's yeah. great. I think that's that's a, a joke um, that's already made. And then in the, the, like, salsa dancer, in the arms of a magician, there's a great opportunity to be, like, yeah, I feel like I'm in the arms of a, uh, a magician, like, I'm really trying to learn how to woo a woman. I don't want some guy to like put me in a box and cut me in half or like something that a, that a ma magician would do. Yeah. Um, cool. That's it. Okay. Thanks man. On that note, what about, um, like what a magician would do is pull out flowers and then all of a sudden you're doing the tango, right? Like he's going to switch. I don't know. I agree with you that there, Joey, that there could be more. Yeah. And then what about switching up, um, instead of out of the moment, switch up the word moment with something else that would go at the end, like out of the picture or something that doesn't quite fit. Okay. And then uh, you are so good just riffing. This is the first time I've seen you just relaxed and having fun with it. Keep doing that. Okay, thanks. All righty. I appreciate it. All Mutiny. right. Yay. All right, so comedians left. Um, I'm surprised that our next comedian doesn't have his banjo with him. He usually does. Maybe he has some other musical instrument hidden somewhere on his person. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Phil Kemp. Hey, a crowd of four people. Awesome. <laughs> okay, perfect time to work out jokes. Time flies, doesn't it? Um, think about it. Like a month ago, 
I was uh, living in my car, yeah, in wonderful Southern California. And uh, a friend of mine, he texted me. He said, hey, I want to come on over and hang out. Uh, what's your address? So I gave him my license plate number. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, you know you're a comedian when your car just, like, breaks down in some city you're visiting, and you're like, fuck it, I guess I live here now. My house broke down. Oh, I get the blues in this room. Jeez. Oh, uh, I know I'm new to this city because uh, I'm, like, actually, like, flinch when a car is about to hit me. Um, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, fuck it! Like everyone else, just fuck it, you know? I just still kind of think about how that the people would be at my funeral, you know? Like, man, Phil was cool, but he got hit by a house, man. Whew. Oh, shit. Anyways, things are good. I recently got a full-time job working at this factory in fucking San Bruno. Whatever. It's a factory full of nothing but just yoga pants and alarm clocks. I tell you what, it's just... I, I look at these yoga pants every day in their packaging and think, what kind of ass is going to be in those? I think sniffing them at the point where I see them in the factory is just useless because they're better off when they're used. Yeah. Whew. I've been uh, eating at a taco truck a lot lately, eating nothing but cabeza tacos. I mean, like, that's the only way I'm getting head nowadays. That was a Hispanic joke, if anyone speaks Spanish here. Uh, no one? Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I worked with a lot of Hispanic people, right? And I'm tired of just calling them my Hispanic coworkers. I now refer to them as my tribe of homies. Tell you, let me let me tell you guys a little bit of truth about me. Um, I uh, recently stopped masturbating with a belt around my neck. Yeah, sometimes uh, I like to watch Star Trek with my pants down. You know, hmm. Okay, this is fun. Uh, yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, has anyone here ever had a cop just say something to them, and you're like, what the fuck, you really just said that? So, I was uh, skateboarding down the street the other day, carrying a blow-up doll, typical Tuesday, and uh, this cop yells right out at me, hey, don't do anything against her will. It's like, the fuck, man? So, I yelled back at him, it's okay, I paid for it. Uh, yeah. So anyways, uh, I dyed my hair once. I was trying to go blonde, but I ran out of peroxide. Ended up being a ginger, which sucked because my stepdad started beating me more than usual. Uh, <laughs> do you ever wonder if gingers like to eat soul food? I mean, ever wonder about that? Yeah, let's get them gingers, right? Real good. <laughs> Anyways, there's been a lot of Asian jokes tonight. 
So uh, the worst drivers out there, oh, and women jokes, so perfect for this one. The worst drivers out there are women, Asians, old people, and drunks, right? So I was uh, getting a ride home the other night from my friend's drunk Asian grandma. Yeah, <laughs> that sucked. I, um, I recently uh, hopped in a lift. It was my first time ever hopping in a lift. And I noticed that, like, you know, I'm not a guy who wears a seatbelt because fuck it. All right. You know, I don't care. <laughs> but I noticed it was a one-armed old Asian dude as the lift driver. And I was like, oh, shit. Buckling up. <laughs> All right. That joke never worked. I never even tried it before, so fucking yay, joke's on you. I don't even know how much time I have oh, left. Oh, this means a minute. Oh, that means a minute? Cool, cool, all right. Yeah, so um, have a great night, everybody. This is awesome. Thank you. Oh, it's Phil Camp. Uh, hey, first off, I love the harmonica. It makes you unusual. I like what it does. I like how it punctuates your jokes. I like even if a punchline doesn't work the way that you were hoping, it's still the, the, it's funny. I mean, it's just because it's, and no one else does that. Nobody else, I haven't seen anyone else with a harmonica. So. Except for drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, but he only uses it for one specific joke and it's a tiny harmonica, not a big one. So, But I, I really, I think that that differentiates you from other people. Trina, you got things to say? Oh, just one. Um, what about uh, the ginger joke? Your dad, your stepdad bit your head off. No. Why not? Just, Is it too obvious? Because uh, it's like he's a gingerbread man? Yeah. Uh, it was like, oh. Uh, it was a, I got beaten like a redheaded stepchild reference. Oh. See, she's thinking ginger as gingerbread kid, and you're thinking ginger as in like step redheaded stepchild yeah. like the yeah. like the like the the gingers have no soul yeah. kind of thing yeah from like south park yeah mm-hmm. sure david klein has something to say on um, the joke about san francisco and not getting not being afraid of getting hit by a car you might want to kind of put some context around that talk about how everyone's on their cell phone or something that brings it to why people don't care about their cars and then the other thing was on the the cabeza joke. If you're gonna do the pun, you may want to push it and be like, "Ah, oh, it's the brain." Like, you say brain, say other. I mean, if you want to, you, you could could push the puns if you want to. Well, I really liked that one about it was Trabajo. What was the joke with the Mexican? Trabahomen. That was that's funny because it's like um, Spanglish. it's right. It's a Spanglish. It's not a double entendre. It's a pun. It's a Spanglish pun, which I think is very creative. I liked it. Chaba homie. Uh, Trina, anything else? We got anything? Nobody? All right, we like Phil Kemp. Yay! I got a spin full face, and my face is a spinner. One comedian left, and she's our first lady. It makes me very, very excited to bring up your last comedian of the night. Clap wildly, it's Trina! Woo! So I'm not. Ashton and uh, and Pam and Phil, I'm working on some race stuff, which makes me uncomfortable because I'm a, I don't want to offend anyone, but I really hate racism and I think comedy is a good way to fix that that problem. So I don't want to offend, but here we go. 
Um, I love black people, but I feel like that sounds racist to say <laughs> for some reason. I can't figure that out. Like, I feel like I need a way to say I love black people without saying I love black people, right? Like, this makes it hard. Um, if I say I want to be white, that also sounds racist. But if I say I want to be black, also sounds racist. <laughs> if I say I want to be Asian, it sounds like I resent my parents for not making me do my homework in high school. But um, if, I say, uh, if I say all Asians look alike, sounds racist. If I say I can tell the difference between Filipino people, Korean people, and Vietnamese Fili people, that also for some reason makes me sound racist. Even though when I get mad, I totally curse like a Filipino. Oh my God, oh my God, right? Like, I don't know why their stomach hurts them so bad when they get mad, but it hurts me too when I get mad. So, oh my God, oh my God. Um, I used to live in LA and have a membership to a Korean spa. So I've seen more naked Korean ladies than pretty much any other race of people. And um, so Koreans don't have freckles anywhere. I know, right? Very rarely will you meet a... Uh, actually, uh, being, uh, getting a scrub at the Korean spa, that's as close to being uh, prison gang raped as I've ever been. I made the mistake uh, one time doing this. I went in there high one time because I thought, oh, it's a spa. That'll feel good. But then uh, before you get the scrub, see, they, they give you a, a shampoo and they don't do a very good job. And so I had shampooed myself before I went to the scrub shampoo and um, I was high. And so I went into that automatic, okay, I'm going to condition after the shampoo. And so then I had that conditioner slick on my back and so I wasn't able to fool the Korean chick. She knew I had pre-shampooed my hair and was offended. Like, you do not want to be naked in front of a Korean lady that's pissed off at you. That's just, like, really frightening. Anyway, I got to work on that story. But um, the thing about, I feel like... Um, Vietnamese people are to Asian people what, uh, well, okay, like nobody can tell white people apart, so, right? Like nobody can tell the difference between an Australian and a Russian and a Canadian, nobody. <laughs> um, and I feel like the Australians are to white people what the Vietnamese are to Asian people, which is that um, their faces are off, like that's how you can tell. Just like this kind of, eh, like, um, which, you know, I think that's as close as I get to anything that's actually racist. But I feel like that's only because people aren't accustomed to hearing people make fun of the Australians. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the only way I can make fun of Australians is if they work at a nail salon. That's the only way. And that's all I've got for my racist stuff. I really don't want it to be racist. I really just want to. Fix racism, that's my whole shtick.
So what do you think? Trina, what do we think about Trina? I don't think it was that racist. I mean... I mean, yeah, I was going to say it's not racist enough. I'm just enough. so scared. You should bring out, I really liked when you started talking about the white people. I think the, the great thing there is you so can't fair. tell the difference between the Russians and the Australians right. and the Swiss. That's the other thing. You can even go into accents, like all of those middle European, like when someone's, I had a friend who was from Switzerland, she was Swiss, and, and everyone would say, oh, are you German? She'd get so angry. Oh, I'm Swiss. I am Swiss. I am not German. I am Swiss. Right. You sound exactly, right. you look exactly and sound exactly the same as a German and right. an Austrian, but you're Swiss. And they get pissed about it, like, because they're such, yeah. so highly nationalistic or whatever. I mean, you could kind of go into those realms. And I'm Start sure that, maybe. I, I mean, it's, I think the ones that are hard to tell apart, I think it's easy to tell Koreans apart from Vietnamese, but yeah. Koreans yeah. and Japanese are very hard to tell apart because they're so close together on the map and their faces are like rounder a little bit. I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily racist to describe people's facial features, but. I would just try and say it with confidence. If, okay. I mean, if you really believe in it, and then that's going to really put people at ease. Which bit? All of it? Or? Yeah, the whole, anything that you feel uncertain about. Okay. Uncertain about the audience, try and uh, like okay. make them not feel bad. Okay. Uh, you kind of, well, uh, I, I really liked it in the beginning. It was it was pretty good, and you were pretty solid mm -hmm. on, like, coming out with, like, the, the, the material. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good on the And then fell apart with my Korean... Rape it, no, it didn't joke. Like, it, it never fell apart. Exactly, it fell apart. It's like you kind of started like giving a fuck instead of not giving. No. A fuck. You <laughs> gotta really not give a fuck when you want. I gotta work on that story. Beast. I knew I was transitioning from really succinct setup punchline to a story that I wasn't confident in. I think that's what. Like, it is. Because you're afraid. Is the crux of it that you're afraid of the Korean? That they because they hurt you when they massage out. you like that because they're rougher like. Well, I mean, no, because you're naked. Well, you're yeah. Well, you're always I mean, naked when you get massaged. That's what's scary about it is you're naked in front of anybody who's pissed off at you. Well, and that's and scary. Maybe I mean, if this is this would be super racist, but if you did kind of a little act out on how she was upset with no. you, yeah, right. Like, like she starts shoving you, me. She's like, you know, <laughs> like, wash fuck. hair by self. Maybe this I wash what I I don't wash hair good enough for you. Oh, she like, was so pissed off at me. What did she say? Um. Well, she called me out on it. I mean, she didn't say a lot, but called me out on it. How did she call you out? What'd she say? Physically pushy a little bit. What'd she say? You wash your hair? Yeah. And I don't remember what I said. You I think I might have said no. But then she could feel the, that conditioner slick, you know, oh, on your back. I, yeah. Right? Yeah. You tried to fool her. You can't fool the Koreans. Can't do it. They know. They've got the past, man. Everyone's been age. trying to fool them. They don't freaking age. They don't, they don't age and or they don't freckle. forget. Or freckle. I didn't know about this. Age or hair. freckle. But they can get very angry. No, right? No, no freckles. I, I think that you just, I mean, it's about, it's like what Ashton said. You have to have the confidence and just go farther with it. Like that wasn't, that was like a vaguely, that was like an, a vaguely racist set. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel, it just felt well, like I you were describing really the difference it between. it to be racist. I would really like for it to just okay. be about race without being racist. Well, then you did it. Then you did okay, it. Okay, okay. Because you were definitely talking about race, but I didn't I feel like you were funny. racist. Then there was there was there was funny stuff in there in the beginning, but if you do some kind of act out, remember write down story. write down the Korean story, write down the yeah. whole thing and yeah. write down all the weird tags on like 
Yeah. What was she wearing? What were you not wearing? Like right. you weren't even wearing a G-string. Right. All you were wearing was conditioner slick. All you was all you were wearing was what kind of conditioner? Was it L'Oreal? Defense. Right. Your only defense. Your only defense was herbal I essences. To be deflected that's, off the conditioner slick. That's that's all. That's all you've got is a little bit of leftover herbal essences to protect you from her. Right. right that's awesome. So, but write down all that stuff. Like, what was the that's flavor swab. of shampoo? And what do they use? Yeah, What's yeah. gross that you okay. didn't want to use? And okay. And, what did she say exactly? And like when she touched you, she touched you once a little bit and then she pushed you a little harder and you're like, ah, I'm afraid of the Koreans. I don't want to go to war with them. Look, bring up some Kim Jong-un no, stuff it's, or it's Kim Jong-il. Like if you're standing in front of somebody butt naked, that's yeah. like a really vulnerable it, Well, and you're so skinny. You're like one of her, she probably reminded her of home uh, <laughs> because the people in uh, South Korea, they don't eat. They're not allowed to eat food. They have no food there. They're starving. So maybe, maybe you're so thin. You in reminded South her Korea? of her. Is North Korea the bad one or Sutsi? Yeah, that's that's what it raised. So in North Korea, they're they they're poor and they don't eat. I don't. She's saying she doesn't know. I th- North Korea, I they're the confused. bad ones. I, I do too, and they don't have any freckles, so you can't tell them apart. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with all these <laughs> wacky Koreans being all pissed at you for washing your hair? Now, don't you get to say to her you're paying her money? You don't wash my hair good enough. That's why I washed it. Don't get mad at me that you're not good at your job. Not at the beginning when she's about, you're about to lay down in front of her and let her have her way with your skin. Right, like, absolutely. You know, what, I mean? you know like, what? Absolutely true. So now, what's that could be a metaphor to something else too, like yeah. letting laying down and someone somebody having their way with you. You're you bring it into the black guys. I don't know, like their reparations, <laughs> rape love, reparations. When I, when I do like more like racist material ish, uh-huh. you know, funny towards all different like races. Yeah. Like, I'll, Or hit this, I, like I said, okay. hit the Swiss on that white stuff. Yeah. Go into the all yeah. those all those middle um, European right. countries where yeah. everybody looks the same and their accent is just just a tiny variation. Yeah. But no, none of them, you know. But they're still all pissed too. But then I'm sure it's the same way. And but they're speaking different. La- well, they're speaking different languages too. We're all the same. We are all the we're same. All That's the, same. the point. We're all the same. Uh, but we're not. And everyone was funny tonight in the joke workshop. Thanks so much, Trina. Sandwiches. We just eat different sandwiches. Uh, tonight was brought to you by the free bon mies that the lady I nanny for uh, bought me. Uh, hey, clap for Trina one more time. Yay. Funk do you. Yay. So that was Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, definitely stay tuned for our next show, FTW, Forever Two Wheels. And uh, we'll see you guys next week here on the Joke Workshop at Mutiny Radio. Uh, Alex, Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com.
Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold, balanced sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB, KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 through 4 p.m. Miren, miren! It's a pájaro. It's an avion. No! It's a man! Looking to invest in the future of your community? MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Classroom Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at 
www.mutyradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program.
Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. World. Forever two, two wheels. wheels. <laughs> <laughs> hey, glad you can make it tonight. Hey, what's up, boy, Bill? What's going on, Paul? How are you doing this evening? Uh, well, I'm doing pretty good, I guess. Um, just had a li- little bit of uh, very, very bad news, but um, other than that, I'm doing pretty good in myself. I uh, just want to give a big shout out to my bro, Eric. Eric Roche, uh, who's no longer with us. I uh, just found this out five minutes ago, and that's why I'm late into the studio. But we're going to have a good time tonight. Anyway, he probably wouldn't have wanted it any other way. We'll, we'll tip one back for him. Fuck yeah. So, How are you doing? Hi, Michelle. 